This podcast contains spoilers about Final Fantasy VII. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Legendary Frogcast. I am your host, Joseph Lanchette, a.k.a. Legendary Frog. With me today is Dustin Watts. Hi-yo! Um, Kevin Brown. How's it going, internets? And Jess Roth. That's me! That's her. And we have four people on today, which is a new record. Achievement unlocked! Yep, and uh, we're, we're trying a new way of recording this. Um, instead of me being on one computer recording everyone, we're all recording separate tracks. So um, hopefully everything's synced up properly and all that stuff and doesn't give me any headaches. Someone will probably will. not be able to be heard, and, you'll, and you, the audience, will be hearing nothing, and we will be responding to nothing. It'll well, um, <laughs> Dustin. I listened, I listened to the newest uh, tavern cast after hours, and the I think it was... Cromley, he forgot to record himself, so he actually went back and tried to fill in the gaps of what he remembered after the fact, and uh, it was pretty awful to listen to. I think we should do that. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, Alright. Okay, so... Okay, Jess? Okay, this is gonna be really bad, because everyone's gonna be talking at once, so... Jess, you say what you're gonna say, and then I'm gonna continue with inter- introductions. Go! This podcast is gonna be about Final Fantasy it was all I was gonna say <laughs> yeah well I was gonna say that we're gonna have a little bit more of a traditional podcast setup for this episode since we are on iTunes now we're gonna get a lot more hits so we gotta be interesting for once so people will keep listening what we were um, interesting before no, we were not interesting at all we weren't interested in you so, Raylith wants to do a What She Been Playing segment, but I don't think we've really been playing much. I've so been playing so stuff. So have okay, I. What have you been playing, Raylith? Okay. I've been playing Valkyria Chronicles for the PlayStation 3, and I must say, that game is pretty cool. If you haven't played it, I recommend it. It's a strategy turn-based game, and you control dudes, and you're fighting, and, uh, Basically, what a, the equivalent of anime World War Two, and it's it's a really good game. I'm enjoying it. I, I give it uh, two thumbs up. Our first segment's off to a roaring start. Okay, Jess, what have you been playing? I have been playing the uh, the not so recent remake uh, for the DS of Rhapsody, a musical adventure. It was released on the PlayStation some time ago and immediately fell into obscurity. Uh, they re-released it for the DS. They completely tore out the battle system, which is my biggest gripe with it. Um, but they made it so you heard the Japanese songs instead of the terrible English songs, which were really the game's downfall. Is it is it as awesome as uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 um, Under the Sea in Japanese? Yes. Is Rhapsody a game by the people that made Desgaea? Is that like their first one for the PlayStation 1 and they ported it? First Actually, one? Yeah. I don't know if it's their first one, but it is by the same company. Okay, I thought so. I didn't know there was a DS port. Hold on a second. Yeah, it came out shortly... It came out not too long ago. Like <coughs> right before Chrono Trigger did, I believe. Alright, Dustin, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing the ever-so-recently-released 
Unreal Tournament 2004. Yeah. Welcome. As as everyone would like to say, welcome to five years ago. Literally. And uh, also, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I think Jess is coughing back there. Sorry. The allergic disease. What? I was going to say that's the only that's the only first-person shooter your computer can run. I think. Well, actually, you can run the original Unreal Tournament, but that came out in '99, <laughs> ten years ago. But here, I, I, but here's the real kicker: more people are still playing the original Untournament than there are people playing Unreal Tournament Three, which came out last year, came out in 2007. Holy crap! So, Jerry, yeah. what are you playing? I have been playing Assassin's Creed, and I am in mixed feelings about it. What don't you like about it? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just uh, I can only play for about 20 minutes before, like, I don't want to play anymore. Do you like that every time when you kill someone in the game, they have an internal monologue where they discuss <laughs> philosophical qualities with you? Yeah, like, um, I found it for $20 at GameStop, so I said I should probably pick this up. And uh, it's good in small chunks. I don't know why I can't play it longer than that. I wish I had my Wii back so I could be playing Resident Evil 4 again. But, um, probably get that back this weekend. So there we go. What you been playing? We're all playing old games. Hey, but not doesn't mean they're bad games. Oldies but goodies. Valkyria Chronicles yep. is pretty new. That came out last. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's He's new. playing. Yeah, Rayleigh's the only September. one playing something from, you know, the last year. Yeah, well, you're you know the only what? hip one. He's the only one with the PS3 too. Instantly. Yep. Okay. Um, I did want to talk about something that happened just yesterday, which is um. Uh, the one up. Network being bought by what was the company's name? OGM. UGO. U- UGO. It's actually owned by uh, Hearst Corporation. It's like owns like most of the newspapers in the U.S. Mm. So that in itself isn't like really bad news or huge news, but it means that EGM was not part of the deal and is being shut down. Here's the thing, though: it didn't just affect EGM. They pretty much gutted one up. Yeah, like, I would say 90% of their staff has laid off or been, been fired or quit. It's Tech TV once again. I mean, like, people like Sh- um, Shane Bettenhausen, James Milkey, um, uh, Ryan O'Donnell. Just literally, I mean, like, it was like 30 to 40 people were fired. And it was. What was his name Ryan Scott? Yeah, Ryan Scott. And Ryan. it was literally. It was pretty much all of EGM staff, all the staff for GameVideos.com, all the podcast uh, audio and video production staff, and pretty much most of it one up. Yeah, like, the only, like, in the list I saw, the only significant people that I, I recognized was uh, Garnet Lee and Jeremy Parrish are still, are, are, are still, are still part of the network, or the one up. But yeah, like, this has been a trend for the past couple of years. Like, just big name magazines getting closed down. Especially at Ziff Davis. First was an official PlayStation magazine. Then it was 
computer gaming world uh, slash uh, GFW magazine, yeah. And like people just keep leaving, like uh, Jeff Green and um, uh, Scott Elliott or whatever his name, Sean Elliott, left uh, a few months ago. Like this is the well, this is this is the, I mean, print media is dying. I don't think anyone can deny that. Deny that. True. Yeah, basically, there's. I don't think there's going to be an, another age where you get all your stuff from video game magazines, which is kind of sad because while I like the the speed of information that I get from just checking a website, I it's just there's always something magical about opening up the newest issue of video game magazine and see what's coming up and how was this game actually good and you would see other people's opinions that at the time you knew or at least you thought you knew were unbiased i mean like where am i gonna get my gaming scoop from like the quarterman i mean most of the game i mean i'm he he pegged out a lot of games that not even online sites knew hardly anything about well well, he'll he'll be online now i mean oh true that's pretty much what's gonna happen it's pretty much I wouldn't. Who don't? Those that don't get hired out by the actual game companies are probably gonna like form up and make 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 a like another online site. Wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Giantbomb.com. It's good stuff. Yeah, like it's like horrible that those people lost their jobs. But honestly, I don't really care about the magazine. Like, yeah. I always like the podcasts, and I guess that's what I'll miss most. I, I agree. I've been a subscriber to EGM for probably the last four to five years. Well, I think it's a lot easier to, like, put a face on somebody from hearing them and not just reading about them. So that's why I like the podcast. There's just something about reading about a video game on, you know, dead trees that just, there's, just being able to, it's, it's just a visceral, if you will. Yeah, it's, it's fun reading, but you're almost always reading old information. True, but you're reading their take on it, which, considering EGM, has always been pretty dang entertaining to read. But with the podcast, you're listening to them, and I really liked it, because there's many of reports and killing ex-boars in Warcraft that have gone by a lot more entertaining when I could hear uh, GFW Radio and Sean Elliott talk about hilarious things that's happened to him like uh well i think you should all check the archives of gfw radio before they yeah make like th- that was one of my favorite podcasts and like i like don't even play pc games and now now what are you gonna listen to i have plenty of other stuff like really like one of podcasts i've only been listening to the uh the pc one and occasionally one up fm Oh, in the, in the Legendary Thread. You can listen but, to yep, the that's... Legendary Frogcast on iTunes. <laughs> Mission successful. Our uh, our competitors are now out of business as per the plan. The evil diabolical plan. Yeah. One, three podcasts down. Um, Millions of terrible ones to go. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so that's really sad. And, uh... Let's get into 
kind of what we've been doing lately with the podcast is just talking about a random subject. Also waiting for who's ever fiddling with their mic to... Even, and then Jess will actually have reason to, to talk. Yeah, I yes. I don't know. You, like, don't care, you don't care about EGM, do you? I, you're right. I don't. I got my free year from men, them and told them to get the hell out. You'd probably care about it more if it was called Pony Princess Island Adventure Mat Gaming Magazine. The, I'm not the, you. The pony. I, I want a Pony Princess <laughs> no, okay, so actually, on that subject, about... uh, on that yeah. subject, there is actually a, a Pony Princess Island game. I am not kidding. It's called a uh, Bella Sarah, and I only found out about this because I went to my local GameStop and demanded they give me everything they had behind their counter, and they were happy to oblige. Uh, well, <laughs> in this sack of goodies, I got a red pony, and I was like, a red pony. So I looked at the box that came with it, and it had these cards in it, and sure enough, it was an online Pony Princess game. That made what? a hilarious Score. Penny Arcade comic. I highly recommend checking out the Bellisera Penny Arcade comic. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Oh, I remember <laughs> that, too. That was, <laughs> that was classic. <laughs> Penny Arcade's great. Okay, so today's topic is going to be about about Final Fantasy, but we've been kind of at odds about exactly what we're going to talk about. Because each of us has a different favorite Final Fantasy. Some of us are yeah. losers. You don't like Final Fantasy 4, like Dustin. Hey, like Dustin. Don't be mocking Final Fantasy 4. Don't be don't good. be praising Final Fantasy 4. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be praising Final Fantasy 4. Yeah, well, too bad, because we're not going to talk about Final Fantasy 4. We're going to be talking yeah, like, about Final Fantasy IX. You know who my, hells who my to favorite the, yes. character is? Zidane. Because he's not an emo kid. He's happy. And he believes in himself. And is a thief. And can learn grand lethal. And he can like... He can like hang from stuff from his tail. Yeah, let's see some homo in 4 do awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, who in, who in 4 has a tail? Nobody. Yeah, you're right. But no one has yeah. tails. But... I win. How how many discs did that game have? None. Exactly. Exactly. It None. has yeah. one zero, disc. Zero because disc. on the PlayStation release of Final Fantasy IV, it came on one disc. So it has one disc. Yeah. Well, shut up, you. Well, we don't want. We don't talk about the PlayStation ports. Yeah, we Why don't not? talk about the PlayStation ports, which means, Dustin, that Final, Fa Final Fantasy 4 technically never existed. All right, moving on. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Well, no, it was on the DS. And the GBA. Oh, we don't talk yeah. Yeah. Well, then why aren't, we allowed to talk to why aren't we allowed to talk about those? I mean, why are we allowed to talk about the other ports, not the PlayStation port, which is a perfectly fine port? Because they're Final from because they're Nintendo ports, and Nintendo can do nothing wrong. Wrong because. Shut Nintendo up, Dustin. Because the, because the PlayStation ports had load time. Not, not Final Fantasy IV. Oh, yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah Dustin. Well, you have lonely time. Oh, oh. Okay, so oh. our original plan was to talk about the PlayStation One games, play, uh, Final Fantasy VII, VIII, and X, and one and uh, IX, which translates into seven, eight, and nine. But you people not. Uh, what's the word? Roman numeral. 
No. I don't know that. I don't know Roman numerals. <laughs> Dustin, stop trying to be witty. Fluent. That's the word. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of ironic that you couldn't remember the word fluent. <laughs> it is only irony. So, reason why I wanted to pick the PlayStation One games is because that's when Final Fantasy really got Pop- mainstream. It's popular now. It sucks. Yeah. So, Rayla thinks, aka Kevin, is also named Rayla. Um, we call him Rayla in, in because that's how we know him. That's I how call I'm him used a loser. Calling him. Yeah. Um, Rayla thinks we can have an entire show devoted to each one of them, and I think we can't talk for more than twenty minutes, if that, about each one. So we'll see how this goes. You bet goes. me. <laughs> yeah. Though I'll have to admit I'm going to be almost completely absent if we do decide to do three of them. I'll be completely absent from the Final Fantasy VIII one because as far as I'm concerned, worst in the bunch. Incorrect. Wrong. We'll get there. Okay, so the most important thing about Final Fantasy VII is it's not on a Nintendo (laughs) console, I think. Or lack thereof. It is it is one of the things that help secure Sony's uh, domination for the PlayStation One and Two era was that it had Square Enix Final Fantasy Seven, and, and at the time that was it was very impressive. It was a graphical powerhouse. It was on, on it was on three disc, and uh, had pre rendered cutscenes. I thought it was four and dying discs. characters. No, only three, and um, and. Supposedly, it couldn't be done on the N64, and it's probably true. I, I really wouldn't it. doubt that it. Yeah, I really wouldn't doubt that it wasn't possible on the N64 because there's still, like, to this day, I was replaying Final Fantasy VII, and there's still some things that they did that I'm just like, wow, that looks yeah, all like, right. Yeah, like I remember when they ported Resident, Resident Evil 2 to the N64, and it was just compressed to hell, and it was impressive for an N64 game, but I mean. PlayStation 2 ver- the PlayStation 1 version was better. I think the yeah. key thing about it being on the PlayStation wait, was wait, that wait. the music was so like so good on Final Fantasy 7. Like I that's one of the things that stands out about that game to this day is the quality of the score. And you know it's funny even uh I I have to admit, you know, and this is this doesn't just stem from my hate for Final Fantasy 8, but I, I still, you know, after playing both of them and replaying both of them, I still think seven actually looks better than eight. I can, don't think so. Nah. I can kind of see that because mm. eight had really blurry textures it, it and was, like didn't have as good as art style. I think. Yeah, like were, I, I really think they should have, you know, just instead of because it, it looked more like they had just taken, you know, their, you know, the the, the stub characters from seven. Uh, you know, Stumpy Cloud and his Stumpy friends saving the Stumpy world. Um, it took all of that and just like, it was like, okay, let's make them look more realistic. And all it really made them do was look like the stick figures with really crappy hair. They had bad hair. They had okay hair. No, they had bad hair. I like hair. their hair. Like, so, they had so, better than Cloud's but, hair, who, who's just they, sticking straight up. <laughs> So Final could, Fantasy Seven. He, he could kill someone with his hair. Vin Diesel has better hair than Cloud. Wait a minute. He's also he's also named after a weather anomaly. And Vin <laughs> Diesel. Vin Diesel plays D and D. 
Yeah, Vin Diesel's also a homo. This is so focused. I love it. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is great. So, so Joey, you know what everyone remembers about Final Fantasy VII more than the music or themes? Ah, uh, here Hate we go. Sith. Materia. <laughs> I love Materia. The Materia system allowed um, basically any character be able to do anything just by switching Materia. And it was like first Final Fantasy that well I guess it isn't because no. Five did it but Job. like any nope, like nope, it nope. didn't have it, Pacific character roles. It was three that first did it. I know I just corrected myself, but like it had different char- like like any character could be the healer, any character could be the magic user, any character can be whatever. I will agree that Seven was the one that kind of did it, you know, brought it all together real well. The materia system it real is well, though? also like... inherently broken. Like, <laughs> there are so many infinite combos and super things, which, in the way, makes the game better because it makes the game easier and less arduous to get to. Especially when you can cast Knights of the Round like eight times in a row. That was that was sickening, sickeningly powerful. Well, that was kind of a, of a reward for actually getting. Knights of the Round because it was crazy getting that spell. You know what the most underrated materia in the entire game is? What? Sleep. W item materia. Because of the glitch, you can have oh, yeah. mega elixirs. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, W item was the only reason I got Knights of the Round. Cheater. You cheat. That's all you do. You cheat. But could it really be cheating? Because technically you play the game to experience the, the story and the complete themes and interactions between the characters and how deep they are of Cloud and him searching inside himself to find out what is inside us all. That's true. How could this happen to me? I've Sorry. It's every time I think of Cloud, I think of how... Sc- he's just a sad sack of sad. Like So sad. Cheer up, Bosnian kid. He is so, so, like... You know, like... And really, you know, I know we're only talking about the PS1 games, but this whole compilation of Final Fantasy VII thing, I have to admit, actually makes me like Final Fantasy VII a bit more than I did anyway. And I liked Final Fantasy VII plenty, but I never really had anything, you know... Like, I was never really big on Cloud, because he just seemed like... He seemed like he was being pulled into his role, kicking and screaming. Like, he was like, no, you're gonna mess up my hair, and... uh." Yeah, like, um, I don't think the the storytelling in Part 7 is really all that great. I mean, the story is really confusing. The characters are super over the top. I mean, like, Barrett is, like, <laughs> the reason why they're not on Nintendo. Oh, yeah! Also, um, I would say that thematically, and just in areas, like, the game is very uneven. You, you begin the game in Midgar, and it's all futuristic and over-oppressive, and then once you get out of Midgar, you're in, like, the Chocobo Ranch, and the Golden Saucer, and then the just kind of magical town, and Fort Condor. The giant stuffed moogle that gets rolled around by a cat. And seals your shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I thought, like, that Midgar would be the entire game. Like, I had no idea it... It, it branched out in the entire world, and that's definitely not a bad thing. You know, there's actually someone made a uh, 
this is absolutely retarded of me to know, but apparently someone made an island in Second Life complace, uh, complace, uh, based completely off of Midgar. And apparently it looks really good. People That's make a lot of things in Second Life. I don't know. That we will not be speaking of here, ever. For <laughs> any reason. Uh oh, something tells me Dustin has a terrible secret. <laughs> so, um, Dustin, how much money do you make on Second Life? I could, if I if I installed Second Life on my computer, it'd explode. <laughs> That's why you play it on Joey's computer. So, who is your favorite character from Final Fantasy VII and your least favorite character? Go in order, so we won't talk over each other. Joey, you yeah, I'm first you on the, uh, first on the list. Okay, um, my favorite character would have to be Aerith. And her name is Aerith, not Eris. Explain why. I think I like her more in retrospect. Like, I honestly haven't played this game in a real long time, but, like, I really like her in Advent Children. Just, like, the themes around her, and, uh... I, I guess that's about it. <laughs> I just like Eris, Aerith. Who's your oh. least favorite character? Um... Yuffie? I like Yuffie. Yuffie's fine. I don't know, like, when actually playing the game, I never used Kate Sith. Actually, no correction, I did use Kate Sith when I needed a character with a lot of hit points, but that's about it. I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry. That's okay. We'll, we'll put you down for Kate Sith. Alright, someone go next. Tell us your favorite and least favorite character from Final Fantasy VII, and why. Just okay, I guess I'll go. Uh, my favorite character from Final Fantasy VII? Rufus Shinra. Without a doubt. He, he took... Uh, he was my favorite villain at the time, and still, you know, is pretty high up there on the list. Simply because he took all of the ru rules and screwed them. Because he had money. Screw the rules. I have money. Exactly. He, like, he, and he said it from the beginning. He didn't give a shit. He has money. He's going to rule the world. Money, 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 money. Exactly. He has the money, so he's going to rule the world with fear. And boy, did he. He also had fabulous character? hair. Well, my least favorite character at the time ugh, was probably Cloud. Simply because, like I said, he just, he didn't appeal to me as a character. I had nothing, like, I wasn't that against him. He had a neat design, and he was, you know, it wasn't like I wanted to throw the game every time I thought of him. But, at the same time, he did not, he didn't carry much appeal because he wasn't a will. He, he just never seemed to me as the willing hero. He, you know, no matter what people will say about him, he just, he did not go in there with, you know, every intention of saving the world. So... Cloud was a was a plot device. He was just a object for the move the other characters plot forward. Like he was there to explain Sephiroth and all that stuff. I think, and like Zack. Is it just me or did Sephiroth uh, walk like he had a stick in his butt? He did. Sephiroth. Probably a sword. Sephiroth. That's where he keeps his sword. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let I, let me go next because I think I think Rayla's going to be going off on a rant. Alright, Dustin, you know you know the drill. So Giga Drill, break it. Alright, favorite character. Um, 
Oddly. No, no, I'm not gonna go the obvious route here. I kinda like Yuffie. Why? You know, I've always had a I've always had a weak point for those, you know, cute perky characters. Everybody it stole all your shit. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> stole all your stuff and left you stranded on the beach. <laughs> Screw you guys! Say here. It's like walk to the town that's way over there without any magic. Have Waste all your healing potions. Have fun. Yeah, I always kind of liked her, even though she was kind of uh, a bitch. I was gonna say not really necessary to the plot of the game. Well, she wasn't at all because she was a hidden character, just yeah. like Vincent. Although, yeah, Vincent was important. Yeah, it's it's. I've actually first time I played through like um, I didn't get. I got Yuffie, but I never got Vincent. I got Vincent. I made sure I got Vincent because, like every girl who's played Final Fantasy VII, Vincent was dreamy. Who's your uh, favorite? Who's your least favorite character, Dustin? Hmm. That's a good question. Tifa. You're gonna, you're gonna have to. You're not gonna quit until I bring that Tifa somehow, aren't you? Your mom. Uh, this is Okay, but see, hmm, that's a hard question. Hmm, I don't really have a, un I don't have a character I, oh, how did it say Hojo? That's I mean, he's not a bad character, but, God, he was a, he was an evil asshole. He was, he was an evil, evil dude. He did evil, jackass. evil things. He's, no, he goes. He goes beyond jackass. He goes straight into, you know, uncomfortable bestiality. <laughs> no, he, he he's like he's like a he's the uh, Mengele of Final Fantasy VII. He, I, I don't know. The thing about Hojo is that he had all sorts of crap on his rep. It's like, hey, is that your girlfriend there? Yeah, gonna shoot you in the face now. Bye. It was being evil is fun. Yeah, he. He was evil and he reveled in it. Okay, Raylith. Yes? What's your favorite character in Final Fantasy VII? My favorite character in Final Fantasy VII is Sid Highwind because he is a grizzled oh, old man and he's awesome. He doesn't. He's an. <laughs> You, you like the alcoholic character who beats his wife. Exactly, he's awesome. He, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna go fly into space. I don't care, you kids. You damn kids and your materials. Back in my day, we didn't have none of them. We had rockets. And we had a dream. And he did. He was awesome. My least favorite character is probably Yuffie. Simply because the first time I was playing Final Fantasy VII... I was. I went to Yuffie's like, hey, let's go to my hometown. And I was. And I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> so we went on over, and she took all my materia. And this was before GameFAQs existed. So I didn't know how to get my materia back. I was stranded. And I had oh, did you actually try to c continue the game without materia? No. I stopped. Like, when I, when I first got Final Fantasy VII, I went there, and I just stopped playing. I said, screw this game. I didn't it's, end up playing it for another year, like, three years later. It's um, it's like uh, you're playing an old, like, Sierra adventure game, like like Space Quest, and you forget to pick up the light bulb at the very beginning of the game. Or the, and or later the on, And later on, in. and, like, later on, you're in a room 
without any lights, and you get eaten by a monster because you don't have a light bulb. Or you don't yeah. have the right plug for your laptop to plug it in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I actually didn't beat Final Fantasy VII my first playthrough. I actually took, like, a six-month break and then continued it again. So, Relith, I heard you don't like Sephiroth. Oh, I, how? How do, have we heard? I do not like Sephiroth. I think he is a whiner and a complainer. And quite frankly, a mama's boy. He had a real good reason to turn evil, because it seemed, at least from what I was understanding, that he was doing pretty good, accepting himself as the arts ultimate soldier kind of guy. He was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty cool." And then he goes now, into a library okay. and reads a book and goes, "No, I'm gonna be <laughs> okay. planet." Now, actually, could I could I interrupt for a second? Go for it. Yeah. Um, Actually, uh, and I know it's all sort of retcon BS, but I do believe this was a very well-written game, at least. Uh, Crisis Core actually delves a little more into why Sephiroth just decided all of a sudden, you know, well, I'm going to go burn this town down. Um, and, you know, you know, some people will dismiss it as retcon bullshit, but at the same time, uh, after playing Crisis Core, you get a little more understanding as to why he's quite an asshole. He was never a very good villain and never saw him as a very good villain. I actually thought that he probably would have made a better protagonist than Cloud would have at the very least. Uh, but at the same time, okay. y you understand him more after you've played Crisis Core. Yeah. Well, in but, okay. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but that Sephiroth isn't even the villain because he gets killed later and you awaken the real Sephiroth, right? Or something like that. I don't... Yeah. In the mansion... That, like... In the library with a wrench. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like you go into the live stream and there's like Sephiroth like in a big piece of materia and he gets awoken and that's the Sephiroth that you fight at the end of the game. Correct? I... No one remembers. <laughs> <laughs> well, in every Final Fantasy, like when you talked about how Sephiroth is the main character, if you think about it, in every Final Fantasy is is one person's, one or two people's story, and everyone else is just kind of there. If you like, Final Fantasy VII, in all honesty, is basically Zack and Sephiroth's story, and, and the aftermath thereof. Yeah, and what's gone, what, basically what happened between them on the day when Sephiroth went rogue, which basically set in motion everything. And Tifa, who's been keeping a secret all these years, that Cloud never did the things he did. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of, yeah, the, the more you play the game, the more you don't understand why Tifa was so quiet about that. Like, it's like, I'm a soldier. It's like, no, you're kind of Zack. <laughs> You're a little crazy, babe. A little crazy. Um. Well, no, I guess I would also kind of explain, you know, why Tifa has such large breasts. Those were actually the burdens of that secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all symbolic. And then in Advent Children, a lot of that burden went away, so she has smaller, See, smaller that, breasts. No, no, that that's canon. That is now canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was like, oh, finally, that's a lot of weight off my shoulders. So or my breast. <laughs> it was a lot of weight off of her shoulders, too. Are we going to go on to Final Fantasy VIII? Or do you think we've mined well, all the material? Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about how Final Fantasy VII has become a franchise unto itself. 
I haven't seen much of the Final Fantasy VII stuff. I haven't. And seen yet you have a PS3. Children. Yeah, I do. I haven't <laughs> seen. Yeah, like. Well, there there was a there was a anime that was like a, that was awesome. Twenty minute long, yeah, like which I haven't seen. There was a, a lot of backstories in like that was part of some Japanese book. Um, there was a full length movie, Advent Children. Oh, there was Cerebrus. a. Or whatever. There, yeah, there was a a, a third person adventure. Uh, no, a third person abortion, more like Sorry, it. Vincent. Third person abortion. <laughs> it rhymes, so it's fun. <laughs> I tried um, so hard to a, love that game. <laughs> I won't even touch it. And then there's a PSP game before Crisis, which I heard was pretty good. Or, oh no, wait, is that, that Crisis Core? Yeah, PS, before Crisis PSP was one? the Turk's cell phone game. Crisis Core is the PSP yeah. game. And like I said, as far as because you know after playing Dirge of Abortion, I uh, I tried. You know, I was a little wary about playing Crisis Core because I didn't want any more of that crap. And actually, you know, the fighting system is really good. The game is very well written. The um, the voice acting is pretty solid, and it ha- it's. All, all around, you know, it's a game that I don't mind picking up because I know I'm going to have fun. And here's the yeah, thing: like, um, I heard, I heard that it gave Zach a lot of, um, a lot of personality. I cried like a baby. I can't, I can't, man. <laughs> it was also uh, wasn't that it was made by the same people who did uh, Chain Chain of Memories. Was it? Was it? Yeah, I believe that's so. Cool. That's cool. I believe. Yeah, that's, that's really neat. I mean. Let me back up my statement before I... Let me go... Before you bullshit that. us? Before you yeah. pull the wool over our eyes? Or the chocobo feathers you pick? But why Final Fantasy VII? Because I like a lot of the other Final Fantasies more. And think well, that actually, it's just uh, because that Final Fantasy VII was in this weird state of pseudo-development that you could actually have a lot more games into it. Because at the end of stuff like... I, I, just for instance, Final Fantasy like eight or or nine, the story is pretty much resolved, but seven continues to keep having stuff with it, like prequels and sequels. Like why yeah, haven't it, we had the other actually? Uh, things? Um, I can't remember who approached them with it, but someone uh, at Square approached uh, a couple of people who had worked on you know the Final Fantasy series over the years. I can't <laughs> this guy, that guy, and the other guy as I will later refer to them as, and uh, that guy asked this guy and the other guy which uh, Final Fantasy did he think... He wanted them basically to pick a Final Fantasy that they could expand on, that they could, you know, turn into, you know, something a lot more submersive than just the one game. And so, you know, Final Fantasy VII, which, you know, if you think about it, at the time, was it was more of a, you know, experiment than anything. I mean, they had all sorts of... There was all sorts of stuff wrong with the game, but, you know, at the same time, it was a big, big step from what they used to do. Um, so, you know, they just, they chose Final Fantasy VII because it was it did have the most... Uh, it did have a universe that they could really expand upon and really flesh out. Yeah, like, Aroth is right. Like, the um, a backstory in Final Fantasy was obviously... In Part Seven was obviously enough to give them an entire game's worth of content. Um, and, uh... Quick. Quick uh, correction here. I was wrong. It wasn't. It was not the people who did uh, change. Liar. I thought it was though. So you're a dirty liar. It's just. It just says Square Enix is the developer. No specific team or anything. Liar, liar. Plants for hire. Oh, this this is an interesting fact that 
um, Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy VII is the same world. Apparently. Really? Yeah, they actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, they link it at the end yep. of Ten Two. actually. I remember that because I had a giggle huh? fit over it. Um, there is a character in Final Fantasy Ten Two. in case, you know... Someone here hasn't yeah, played I, it. Yeah, I, I beat that. I beat that game. Yeah, yeah. Well, well um, what? at the I, end, I missed this. Um, at the end of the chat, in uh, chapter five, you uh, you go out and, or, or rather, you go onto your ship, right? And you talk to Shinra. That would be your first hint. Uh, but you talk to Shinra, and he talks about building a city that floated above, uh, it, that floated above the ground. And that basically, like, he just outlines what Midgar is, and I sat there, dropped my controller, and went, "Holy shit!" He also yeah, he also like, figures out how to do something with the like the not exactly calling it the live stream, but pretty much exactly what it what the live stream was. Yeah, like, um, what is what is that Afterworld place in in uh, the Far Plane Part Ten? Yeah, the Far Plane is basically the live stream. And uh, he was saying how he could use the far plane energy to, uh, uh, like, power cities. Are, exactly. are you, like, is this canon? Are you yes. Ready? This is very canon. Oh. We just rocked it, his it, world. It's, like, re- it's really loose canon, but it has been confirmed by whoever. Just like That's Joe. saying, yeah, uh, we thought it would be, a, like, a nice little, nice little Easter egg to say these, like, two worlds are the same. And, of course, like, part 10 takes place a long like, time before. Long, yeah. yeah, like... Long, long time ago. Um, so let's talk about the music a little bit, because because Final Fantasy VII had really good music as well. Which um, you're probably hearing in the background right now. Maybe I'm not sure if I'm doing music in the background anymore. But um, what would you say your favorite your favorite theme is? Seven. I'd have to say the Overworld thing. Because when that first started playing, when you got first got a Midgar, it just gave you this just this whole sense of wonder that I've rarely felt in a video game. Was that was that wonder broken by the super pixelated overworld map? Surprisingly, no. Or the oversized character on the pixelated overworld map. <laughs> I did at the time. I wasn't I wasn't graphically jaded, so to speak. So. I Neither was, was I, but even I could tell that Cloud was bigger than that city. <laughs> it doesn't take it's like, a... It's Gojira! <laughs> it was Cloudzilla. Exactly. Cloudzilla must flee! <laughs> I'm really sad! <laughs> I'm, I'm not confused. who I think. So, I'm so wait. Turns out I'm Zack. <laughs> I'm like three people right now. <laughs> so wait, basically... Not only did Cloud, like, witness Zack's death, but apparently he witnessed the fall of Godzilla as well, so he's taking on his persona. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, the brave and daring Japanese scientist of the 1960s (laughs) found a spiky piece of hair at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, and using their awesome gamma rays, regenerated Cloud stride. And his little brother, Cloud Zuki. Godzilla. See, because our world is also the world in Final Fantasy X too. <laughs> wow, that well, we've screwed it up, didn't we? Oh my god, I no, think we, I'm gonna have to kill myself no, we, after this podcast. I think we linked it all together in perfect cohesion now. I I like the wall market theme. I don't know if that's exactly the thing, but the one that goes like do 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 
do do do do do do do do do do I like that song. It's a good song. Jess, how about you? Favorite piece of music? I actually think I like the, uh, well, it, it's actually between two of them. I really like the first Genova battle theme, but also I like the, uh, the boss theme. That um, I love that. Absolutely love it. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh man. I was certain I was going to die. I'm sorry, but Blue Dragon has the greatest of all boss themes. If you haven't heard... The yeah, Blue well, Blue Dragon, Dragon in a Final theme. Fantasy game. No, it should this be. is boss themes. Boss it's themes. A, it's a Dragon Quest Blue game. Dragon. Dustin, put in the show notes a link to a YouTube video of the Blue Dragon boss theme. I, put, I think I'll put the it audience right here. will be impressed. I'll put it right here and no right. one will read it. It better happen. <laughs> Joey, Make sure you like, put all my CM right links now. in there too. No, seriously, I'm I'm gonna I'm I put up show notes, but I don't think anybody reads them. Everyone reads them. No, probably not. I read there, them. there are people on. I read them. Um, I would say my favorite piece of music would be. It's gonna be sad me, but um, Aerith's theme. Boom, boom, that, boom. that is a good piece of music. Be- it, it's very because nice. in uh, Advent Children, it, it made me cry a little. How is so, Advent Children? I have not seen that. You haven't seen Advent Children? No. It is a hour and a half battle action scene with uh, some corny dialogue and a surprisingly sad ending. Yeah, it, well, no, it wasn't very sad, but at the same time... Well, it wasn't sad, it, but it was, it was sad. Yeah, it... Wait, was it, it wasn't Metal Gear sa- Solid 3 sad? Because that, that, that tore me up. Not, no, it wasn't that sad. Nothing good. I don't know anything that could be that sad. That was, that was a downer ending. Actually, Metal Gear Solid go 4 is pretty good. Oh god. Actually, if we want to go, uh, like for the saddest ending and the compilation of Final Fantasy 7, I, I really think it does have to go to Crisis Core. Oh, because I, even 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 I haven't played the game. I'm gonna have to agree with her because I, we already know the ending. Yeah, well, like, that was actually what, part of what turned me off to the game, because I was like, oh, great, so it's basically the passion of the Zack. Why do I want to play a game where I know my character's going to die? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I had no interest in playing a game where I knew, ultimately, I was going to lose. But, you know, there I was watching the final cutscene, and, like, I, I knew okay, does, I knew what was going to happen. It's like the game... Does the game end with his with his death, basically? Yes, but the way it ends, um, like the, the, basically the way they fleshed it out, just it was so, like it hit me so hard that for once in my life I was like, you know what, Cloud, you're all right. You're okay. I mean, Cloud. he like he seriously during the scene it looked like someone had kicked his puppy, drowned his puppy subsequently raped his puppy, burned his puppy alive, and then fed it to him. That's the sort of look of sorrow he had on his face. Just sorrow and utter, like, hopelessness, and... You could see I, why his brain had snapped and... A.K.A. The, the entire plot of Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, God. Please don't... Okay. Why do you keep... Okay, we should... Men- Here's the thing. You're the only one we know with a PS3, so you're the only person we know who's played Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah. Bastard. No cure. People need to know that is a very sad game. 
No, they don't. Yeah, that game doesn't seem happy at all. <laughs> um, we should mention the long-rumored Final Fantasy VII remake. That has I been hope it happens. That is. I wouldn't. The, the, okay, the fuel for this started when they showed a PS3 demo that was basically the first, like, intro, was like the intro scene to Final Fantasy VII, as if it was on a PS3. Oh, it's been, it, oh, it's been around for even longer than that. I remember hearing rumors about a PlayStation 2 remake. But the but the flames for it got some got a lot of fuel after that little demo. Oh, I bet if they if they remake part seven, like flush out the story and the characters and like the dialogue, maybe combine it with Crisis Core. Yeah, just to just like because from what you're saying, Crisis Core was a very well written game that really gave more character and stuff to people. What if they kind of took that? type of game and remade Final Fantasy 7 out of it and just actually made it worth its legacy and all that. It, Someone sent me a picture. I'm going to click on it. I don't think I would buy a new Final Fantasy a remake of it because I've it's I've already played the game. It's I played Japanese role-playing games mainly for the story. I don't really play them for their in-depth battle system of use WI material and win, or breed some Chihokobos, because you certainly hope that one of them's going to turn out gold, and then you get the ultimate I win button summon. But it's... I don't... I don't think... I think it would lose a lot of its charm if it was remade, because I think a lot of the things that you accepted in the PlayStation 1 sprite you'd think are just weird. Like... Do you really want an HD scene where you have to cross-dress as Cloud and go yes, I do. seduce Don Flamingo or whatever? I do. And then go up to his room where he's like, yeah. I do. Let's get all, I do. So you have, like, fully rendered Don Flamingo and all his, like, jiggly bits. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you want a piece? It's like an HD. I mean, yeah. I, do. I don't think that It just go. keeps zooming in closer and closer. <laughs> that scene was that scene was funny how they ended that scene I thought okay so that's Final Fantasy 7 uh, I just I would you just know? like to briefly mention the picture that just linked to us and it should go in the it should go in the notes oh it's going in the show notes cause I I think this has to be seen to be believed and she apparently just uh Holy crap, we've been recording for almost an hour. Yeah, but we've also been talking a lot of crap for about an hour. That is a good... That's well, Okay, go. Final Fantasy. Well, do you guys want to start talking about the other Final Fantasies? Or do you want to just leave it at this for now and we'll, and we'll talk about the other ones another time? It seems that our show with our uh, our, our over bits... It, like our our what you've been playing and then our kind of like not related topic is about an hour so legendary frogcast fans send us an email if you want the link to go longer or shorter or send us hey send us email questions or send us questions well we don't really have an official email but <laughs> you can go to my email uh, you can send it to which I don't know what it is, so I have to look it up. Uh, so give me a minute. Okay, 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 okay. 
how about we just No, like... that is the address I'm going to be editing it out because it's my private <laughs> oh. email, and it's, it's josephelfrog at gmail.com. That's my official fan mail address. Oh, okay. And if you want to send send us your opinions opinions of the of the show so far, because we know it's kind of amateurish, but we've been trying to improve We're it. We're only on episode and, five. Uh, That's okay. We're yeah. We're pretty good. Yeah, and uh, if you want to send an email about how you like or dislike Final Fantasy 7 or 8, since we'll be talking about that next week. Next week, yeah. I love Final send Fantasy Send us fan 8. mail and questions. And be yeah. like... And fan art. And, yeah, if you and send, be like... And if you send questions, and don't forget we also have an IRC chat, if anyone actually cares. And we have a message board um, about the podcast, where, where Dustin posts the show notes. Which, um, by, uh, by the way, I wish to apologize about there being no show notes for episode 5, but Joey felt that... He didn't really need yeah, them. Yeah, that was the best um, opinion. And in the future, all of this will be in one nice condensed thing I read off a piece of paper. We just wing it. We don't have a we don't have a schedule. We don't have a plan. We keep it wrong. That's, cool like that. That's how we roll. Free yep. balling. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's been episode five. Bye. Next week we'll talk about Final Fantasy eight. Which still sucks. Eight is a good It's okay. Remember, you gotta give up your memories to be able to summon water serpents. That is the theme. See you next time. See you guys. Adios. Bye. Make sure you save your audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. The music in today's podcast is from the Overclock Remix album Final Fantasy VII Voices of the Livestream, which you can find at ff7.ocremix.org. It's totally free, totally awesome, and you should totally listen to it.